honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Podbean, Stitcher, Double Twist. Eventually, I'm going to start just saying available on all your favorite podcasting apps. I might be heading that way. Probably driving you all crazy with that. Uh... <laughs> Hey, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great, great pleasure to be back with you once again today. It's Thursday. Thursday, recording Timberwolves Explosion. I think many years ago, I used to do Timberwolves Explosion on Thursdays. I used to do it on Tuesdays, and then I went to Fridays, and other times before that, it was random, just whenever, and sometimes it was weekends. Well, it's Thursday, because uh, I'm hoping to be able to pick my car up from the shop tomorrow. So, adjusted the schedule a bit. Brave the Wild Wednesday. Timberwolves Explosion Thursday. We'll see what happens. But uh, And I'm not feeling my best, so I apologize if my voice isn't exactly where it needs to be. But, hey, good news, good news. The sun is shining in Timberwolves land, though, even though it's not shining physically right now. Of course, another gray day. Ugh, that's the one thing that gets, That's the one thing about the early spring that isn't good. Sometimes you get a lot of gray days. But Minnesota will absolutely have the seventh seed now. It's no longer a question after defeating the Los Angeles Clippers. Biggest win in the franchise for many, 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 many years because this one has more meaning. There's more staying power. You don't have a butthead leading the franchise who doesn't want to be here. You don't have a head coach who's better at yelling out uh, in the middle of the game than anything else. I don't know. I mean, like, there was just no staying power with that. It, it had a shelf life, and it was like it was like putting, I don't know, like a raw fish on a in room temperature. It's not going to last. Ah, man, what a beautiful fish. Look at that fish. It's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. We're just going to leave it right out there in the, in the in the middle of the room and just, just going to leave it there. Oh, crap. It's getting nasty. That's kind of what happened with uh, Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau. It just didn't last. This one has a ton of staying power. Uh, you have Anthony Edwards, obviously, number one overall pick in the draft. Carl Anthony Towns is the number one pick in um, 2015. It's obviously... <laughs> He's a debated figure with how things went during the course of the Clipper game. In fact, I probably was a little too harsh on him, though maybe not. It was really frustrating. But a game that looked like the Wolves were going to lose the entire time, all of a sudden things changed dramatically when something happened. We'll get back to that very, very shortly. We could talk about the Bulls game. Eh, not really. We don't really have to talk about that one, do we? Eh, kind of, sort of, whatever. It's It was a season finale. Nobody got hurt, thank God. No Carl Anthony Towns, no D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell was just getting ready for the playoffs, I guess. He looks like uh, the kind of guy you'll, you'll want out there, to be quite fair. McKinley Wright, seven minutes, baby. The fourth. McKinley Wright, the fourth. The great grandson of McKinley Wright Sr., I guess. Um, Balmero looked pretty good in about 18 minutes. Jade McDaniel, about 18 minutes, looked good as well. Greg Monroe got extended time, 18 and a half. Nine points, five assists. Three rebounds. Nice to see Greg Monroe. He's a good passer. He's a good passer. He's a good passer. You know, you want to talk like like Canadian accent. You know, he's a good passer. He's a good player out there. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, he is a good passer. <laughs> he had five assists in the game, and yeah, we noticed that in his first time with Minnesota. Nice to have Greg Monroe on the playoff roster. It's crazy when you consider how highly touted he was going into the draft when he was drafted. Some people think, like, Paul Allen thought he was like, you know, Paul Allen, KFANPA, Thought he was like 40 years old. It's like, he isn't that old. I remember talking about him on Tim Rose's explosion in the draft. It was the 2010 draft. I figured the Wolves would not end up taking him because that other guy was so much better. That 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 Wes Johnson guy. It should have been Paul George. Paul George has been getting revenge on us ever since, right? Well, kind of in his own way. Getting revenge on the league, basically. <sighs> yeah, that was the 2010 draft. That is a while ago. Me and Marcus the Forecaster were talking about that draft. And I still feel the best Tim Rose explosion episode ever. Back in June 2010, episode 58. That was fun. State of the Timberwolves 2010. Yep. Uh, I don't think I talked about Greg too much, but that's when he was going to be a rookie. So he's not that old. He's, he's up there. 
He's turning 32 on June the 4th. So, yeah. Um, obviously had a couple moments during the course of the season. What has he played? Nine games. So, But it's nice to have him on the roster. Hopefully he'll be a valuable piece going forward. I do think it's cool. You know, I always, I always liked him. I always liked him. Uh, there was a little bit of Kevin Garnett in him, you know, we thought in, in college and maybe going forward we'll see Jalen Noel, nice game against the the Bulls and such. We didn't see a whole lot of him versus the Clippers, did we? Anthony Edwards just played a few minutes, thankfully did not get hurt. Uh, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, thankfully did not get hurt. I don't know why Beasley and Beverly were out there, but, well, Beverly, I don't know why Beverly was out there. Beasley, okay, fine. Um, and he ended up being a very viable piece versus the LA Clippers. Nas Reed, of course, started at center. Jared Vanderbilt, a guy who's been banged up during the course of the, the second half of the season, which was frustrating. Bulls took a massive lead. The Wolves did a cute little furious rally. They ended up coming up short, kind of like we always say in Minnesota. Just came up short. Yeah, well, we finished with 46 wins, just like I predicted about two weeks ago. Somehow I was right about something, even though I actually thought the Wolves were going to beat Chicago. Nathan Knight had a wonderful game. If there was one uh, uh, lone wolf award for this single game, it's Nathan Knight, no question. Uh, other than that, it was, you know, not the best game you ever saw. Just a nice, fun comeback. Nice to see Jake Lehman hit that corner three. That was cool. Ten points for Jake Lehman. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Carol Anthony Towns in active rest. D'Angelo, I guess, was hurt. I don't know. Was was still kind of, uh, you know, just in case. Just kind of precautionary. What the heck? Why put him out there when you know what could happen with D'Angelo Russell? You just know. You just know. Uh, he might get a hangnail, and then that's it. But if he doesn't. And the game has some kind of meaning, and there's some big moments during the game. The other D'Angelo Russell comes out, the real one, <laughs> the Dr. Jekyll or the Mr. Hyde, whichever one you want to think about, as you had the game on April the 12th, the play-in tournament, and all of us frustrated in a lot of ways because, you know, Paul George is a Timberwolves killer. You know, the Clippers have dominated the Wolves this season. You're four games ahead of the Clippers, four games. The Clippers have every right to make the postseason as the eighth seed. Not as the seventh, as the eighth seed. And then you have your favorite guy. Go ahead, Malloy! As there was your favorite soundbite uh, from uh, <laughs> a famous soundbite from our good friend here locally, Alan Horton, years ago when Ricky Rubio, I believe it was Ricky Rubio, was followed by Kobe Bryant late in the game. And then, of course, Kobe after the game said, nah, they ain't calling that bleep, you know? And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then Scott Foster also known to be a clown show who makes it more about him rather than, yeah, I, I don't know, like, oh, I'm going to change the outcome of this game. Ha ha. Guess what? Foul. Like, what? Or no foul, this and that, you know, that kind of thing. It's fun. Ed Malloy and Scott Foster, but we survived the Ed Malloy curse. We survived the Clipper curse, the Paul George curse. The we can't win at home curse. The Carl Anthony Towns gets in foul trouble and loses his mind curse. We survived all of it. That's what I'm talking about. Anthony Edwards, though, from start to finish, was locked in. Anthony Edwards was locked in from start to finish, and he deserves an insane amount of credit. One point for D'Angelo Russell in the first quarter, and he continued to get better and better and better as the game progressed. Carl Anthony Towns continued to get into more and more foul trouble. He continued to struggle. He continued to get frustrated. He continued to miss shots. He continued to drive to the basket, even though the son of a blue-blank Clippers were playing that cheap crap of, you know, you know just, just looking for a charge every single play down the court. I hate that crap. That's why you have the Steph Currys of the world now just launching threes every blank play. I hate it. I wish guys could drive to the basket more often. It's Bush League, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it's okay to take a charge sometimes, but every single bleeping time down the floor, it gets a little tiring. Can we just play? Just play the game. Holy crap. It's, it's annoying beyond belief. Um, and yes, Jalen Noel did get in the game. I just barely remember it. Eight minutes. Eight minutes for him. Josh Kogi had eight seconds. I'm not sure what that was all about. He just kind of checked in and eight, you know, you know, like at the end of a quarter or whatever, end of the half. That's just how that goes. Amir Coffey, similar situation into the half situation. Only six seconds for Amir Coffey, who'd become a pretty nice rotation player for the Los Angeles Clippers. I guess uh, they just didn't see him as a valuable piece in this game and the strategy and all that. Malik Beasley was sharp. Jane McDaniels was solid. Thankfully was not hurt. Oh, boy, it looked like he had a knee injury. Ooh. Uh, I mean, he'd just come back from injury before. Was it the high ankle sprain? And it ended up being much better, thank God. Um, the missed free throws was just crap. That was, it was just not a good 
three quarters pretty much in this game. Three and a half quarters. It was pretty cruddy. And then all of a sudden, it was like the movie Glory when Colonel Shaw was shot when they're trying to get up into the fort. Colonel Shaw was like, let's go, let's go, basically, and got shot. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, what do we do? And then they charged forward and all that. Unfortunately, in Glory, it didn't end well. But you get the, uh, but at least they got a lot more done than they would have <laughs> otherwise. And that's kind of what it was like, in a way, when Carl Anthony Towns fouled out. It was just that frozen in time. Like, you've got to be kidding. Oh, no. We're dead. We're done. Carl Anthony Towns just fouled out. And he looked so stupid doing it, too. Like, running into two players to get the fifth foul in the first half. You, you just knew we were screwed. Third quarter, pardon me. In the third quarter. Uh, running through two guys, Batum and... God, it just drove me nuts. Batum. God, I, I hate Batum. <laughs> I hate him for all that, for the way he used the Timberwolves for leverage about ten years ago. And then ever since, just, I don't know, hits these cheap three-pointers on us. It is what it is. I know I'm kind of sounding like a petulant child right now when I talk about Nicholas Batum, but sorry. I mean, some of us, that's just how we are. Uh, <laughs> but then the over-the-back, like, obvious stupid foul on the uh, missed shot by Anthony Edwards, missed three-pointer attempt by Anthony Edwards, and uh, it was it was what it was. But it was, like, immediately after that, when the Clippers took a 10-point lead, like, things just started changing suddenly. It was unbelievable where... Anthony Edwards drove to the basket, started started to lose the ball as he was getting the ball was tipped from behind him. Was able to flip it to Malik Beasley for a corner three, and you could just feel the momentum changing there. All of a sudden, the Clippers started missing their shots. The Wolves started getting up in their face, making you know playing better defense and getting those loose, getting to the loose ball, getting the rebounds that we weren't getting earlier in the game. Patrick Beverly led the Wolves with eleven, by the way, pretty impressive. Jared Vanderbilt thankfully got to ten as he wasn't a whole lot visible in this game either, unfortunately. I hope he's going to be better versus the Memphis Grizzlies. I really hope so. Um, but just, it was momentum play after momentum play after that, and everything started to change. And Anthony Edwards, you just saw more and more. Throughout the course of the game, you could tell Anthony Edwards was the best player on the floor for the Timberwolves. Paul George was the best player on the floor, period, unfortunately. But Anthony Edwards wasn't that far behind him. That's the That's the good part. He wasn't that far behind. It's not like Paul George shot the lights out, though he kind of did from three. Six of 12 is pretty damn dangerous. And he made most of his free throws, did that Paul George. A 10 of 24 isn't the best shooting I ever saw. It's, it's not, but still, those three-pointers were killing us. Norman Powell, corner shot, corner three. Reggie Jackson, corner threes. Uh, they, they both made half of their threes. So, obviously, horrifying moments there <laughs> for the Wolves with those plays. But that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. That's just, you know, but luckily, and Zubak was the other guy that uh, Carl Anthony Towns ran into, and he followed out as well, by the way, sorry. Um, but Reggie Jackson started to get a little bit out of control, started to lose the ball more often, started he missed a layup that he should have had. Nicholas Batum didn't shoot that well, but he made a big three that got the Clippers right back in it, had me cursing my head off. Uh, big controversial play during the course of the game, or Marcus Morris, should have been ejected from the game on a technical foul. And then it's like, oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, no, I, I, I was just kidding. Um, Yeah, that was your second one. Oh, okay, ne never mind, never mind. That That's okay, sorry. So that was BS. That was Ed Malloy being Ed Malloy. Rubio off to love. Oh, that's a foul! David Guthrie is right there. He didn't have the guts to call it. Also, no, Ed Malloy! That's just kind of how that goes. That's how it goes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ed Malloy. Okay, yeah, I, I think you heard that enough already. A very, very, very entertaining game as things progressed. It felt like a million bucks as all of a sudden it just looked like we actually are going to win this game. We're going to actually win this. And then Anthony Edwards has the ball. Kind of starts to hint that he's going to drive to the basket. Next thing you know, there's just nobody there. It's a It's an open runway. Buckle up, as Kevin Harlan used to say as the announcer for the Timberwolves on the radio and on TV when it was uh, local broadcast television, as they wanted, they wanted, he was so damn good, they wanted to make sure everybody got to hear Kevin Harlan's voice. He was normally on the radio, but when it was on, you know, like uh, Channel 9 type of thing, like, like local broadcast with the antenna back then, yes, antenna, you know, over the air, <laughs> you got to have Kevin Harlan on those. Rather than the cable ones, it was Chad Hartman. You know, Chad Hartman would be on radio when uh, 
Um, Kevin Harlan was on TV, and Kevin and uh, Chad Hartman would be on TV when Kevin Harlan was on radio. It was basically like that. But they wanted to make sure Kevin Harlan was uh, the guy that was <laughs> exploited the most because he's, you know, he's a star, obviously. And yeah, would we 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 knew we were on borrowed time sooner or later. Kevin Harlan would become national. Of course, he did, and it was cool to hear his voice during the course of this game as the Timberwolves would eventually survive this. And Reggie Miller obviously had lots of respect for Anthony Edwards and Tedrick Beverly for the most part. D'Angelo Russell, of course, cold-blooded three that put the Wolves up by two. And that's when you started feeling, oh my God, how the heck did we come back? And so quickly, and right after the circumstances that took place. Of course, it's a game of runs. The Clippers are going to start running again. But luckily, that the, the big run never came, where the Clippers would come out and bury us, put us away. It just never was meant to be. <laughs> the Wolves slowly but surely started to build that lead until finally, it was finally over. Oh, and that Anthony Edwards was able to buckle up and put that thing in. And the Wolves were able to survive a few threes and big plays by Paul George and again that corner three by Nicholas Batum. Uh, very, very emotional win for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, you don't have to get extremely frustrated and pissed off about the whole playing situation. I mean, it's, when you consider you're four games ahead of what was the eighth seed and you're way ahead of any ninth seed type of thing, like, what the hell? Like, why can't we just have the seventh seat? Well, I guess this is why. Games like this are, you know, going to be watched by millions and millions and millions of people. It's more money for the owner, at least one more game, you know, for the for the home team. Blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah. It just sucks, though, because if you have a bad night like Carl Anthony Towns did and things snowballed the way it looked like they were heading, you could be screwed. Even though you're, you know, four games is a lot in the NBA. When you're four games ahead of the eighth seed, you should have the seventh seed. And <laughs> it's just the way it is. Uh, you should have the eighth seed. And then you, otherwise you get stuck playing, you know, Golden State or Phoenix or whoever's at the top of the West. This year it's Phoenix. But I mean, you know, I'm just giving examples. You get stuck playing the top team in the West like that. You're going to be extremely frustrated. And you might even blow it versus the, versus the next team. If it's the Spurs or the Pelicans, which Pelicans this case. And the Wolves haven't had the best success against the Pelicans the last couple of years. A few years back, the Wolves killed the Pelicans. And then the Pelicans killed the Wolves the next year. So, go figure. It's a big freaking mess, big frustration. Um, it, It's, I, I don't know, but the fact that the Wolves were able to survive this, and now we get to play a matchup that obviously we're going to be underdogged, obviously, but it should still be an extremely entertaining series. Where Phoenix, it, it's just going to be like Houston again. Where, yay, we made the playoffs, but we're probably going to be running into a buzzsaw. And that's no fun. You get past Memphis somehow, some way, and you play Phoenix, you know, later on in the postseason, who knows? With your confidence with your confidence up, who knows? It could be a much more entertaining series. But right out of the gate, it's probably, probably not going to be the case at the end of the day. So let's, uh, let's keep this a two-segment show or even one-segment shot. I mean, I'm kind of going all over the place at this one. Might as well. Uh, well, I'm going to pass out the uh, for this game, basically, for this single game. The Lone Wolf Award is Anthony Edwards with a strong honorable mention for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial is obvious. Carl Anthony Towns peed down his leg. He was really, really off his game from the get-go. And the Clippers took advantage The Clippers took advantage of the whole situation, get him in foul trouble, get him frustrated, get him complaining and thinking too much, and it's going to kill the Timberwolves. And it just about worked. Thank God that we have a situation here with guys that say, nope, we're, we're not going we're, we're, we're to just curl up and die here. It's not going to happen. Where I think back in the Garnett, Terrell Brandon, and all those guys, I think the Wolves would be dead if that was Garnett getting fouled out. Wolves would be absolutely dead. Though Garnett might not have fouled out in such stupid fashion. I don't think he would have. Of course, because Garnett wasn't as offensive-minded as Carl Anthony Towns is. He's more of a defensive-minded player. But whatever. You know, I'm just glad the Wolves were able to survive. But again, this is what this is why I'm more encouraged and feel better about this current team versus back in the day, as excited as I was about the whole Garnett, Marbury, Gugliotta, all that, eventually Joe Smith, yay. Um, <laughs> when in hindsight, it was like big bleeping deal, where at first it was like, wow, he was the number one pick when in Garnett's draft. This could be really a special team, because um, you get younger, you know, you get younger, somebody closer to Garnett's age and Marbury's age, you know, but whatever. Uh there's a whole lot going on here. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, when he's when he's clutch, my God, he, he can carry this team. When Anthony Edwards is locked in, he can absolutely carry this team like a franchise star. 
Uh, and you'll hear me talk about how Anthony Edwards can kind of bring me back to the good old days with the, uh, the 80s and 90s, particularly the early half. But he just, I, I saw kind of an old school throwback type of player in Anthony Edwards showing up for the postseason, like the Dominic Wilkins type guys, like the Sean Kemp's, the Gary Payton's. Uh, you know, Tim Hardaway, guys like that. It was just really cool to watch. And, it, man, it made me feel like a million bucks seeing what he could do out there in Anthony Edwards' case. Um, but, yes, Johnny Flynn Award, Johnny Flynn Memorial, pardon me, for Carl Anthony Towns, an extremely frustrating performance in the uh, in this game. Hopefully things can change dramatically. With that, let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. It's of course, again, a great uh, great season for them. Some very dramatic back-and-forth matchups with the Memphis Grizzlies during the course of the season. Unbelievable. Uh, Memphis has been polarizing during the course of the season, though they did have a 56 win, 56 and 26 record, 10 games ahead of the Wolves, so put it that way. Somehow, someway, we're both the number one offense in the entire NBA. Get ready for some high-scoring games. 116-116, number one offense in the league, tied. Timberwolves are the 15th best rebounding club. The Memphis Grizzlies are number one in the NBA, which could be a problem could be a huge problem, actually. Field goal percentage were both in the lower half. 22nd for the Wolves, 18th for the Memphis Grizzlies. 28th in free, uh, free throw percentage, 14th for the Wolves. Three-pound percentage, Wolves are 12th. Memphis is 16th. 7th in assists for the Wolves, 6th for the Grizzlies. That isn't a huge number, but, well, I mean, a huge thing. Obviously, and we're really close. Timberwolves really struggle with the turnovers. 23rd place. In terms of, like, you know, the higher it is, the worse it is. Memphis Grizzlies ninth. That's not too bad. Assist to turnover ratio, actually not so bad, thanks to guys like Jordan McLaughlin, who didn't play a lick, versus the Clippers. 11th in the league for the Wolves. 5th for the Grizzlies, thanks to Tyus Jones and co. And John Morant, yep. Block shots. Memphis is number one in the league. Minnesota, third. Steals. Memphis is number one in the league. The Wolves are third. So guys like... Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, you know, Jaden McDaniels, and Anthony Edwards with the steals and all that. Carl Anthony Towns with the blocks. Blah, blah, blah. Both of these clubs, pretty pretty aggressive defensively when it comes to blocking and steals and such. Doesn't mean you're a great defensive team, but it does mean you can create turnovers. It does mean you can be frustrating to play against. Uh, no doubt about it. Obviously, it's a best of seven, which is wonderful. I, I, why aren't they showing the previous games between these teams? Come on, guys. That's stupid. It's not showing it, so going to have to pull that up somehow on the fly here. Thankfully, able to pull that up pretty darn fast and feeling a little better than I was yesterday during Timberwolves Explorer, Purple, whatever it was, Brave the Wild, landofbasketball.com. Just like Land of Lakes, right? Land of Basketball, the 21-22 season. This is like the all-time series. We can go back forever and ever and ever and ever back to the Vancouver days. This is cool. Vancouver Grizzlies, 99-2000. <laughs> they moved to, yeah, they moved to Memphis, 20 years ago. Wow. Wow. Yep, not a long time in uh, Vancouver. I, I like the Vancouver jerseys better, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was a split. It was a split, which is, again, more and more of a reason why this could be a heck of a series. It's like this is from the Grizzlies' point of view, where the Wolves, yeah, Timberwolves won. <laughs> Man, very impressive. 138 to 95. Absolute demolition derby. The Grizzlies had beaten the Wolves in OT. 125 to 118. High scoring games generally seeking, except for Memphis, only mustering 95 points in the demolition in the 99th appearance between the two teams. So we've played 101 times historically. Interesting. Um, and yeah, these are the win streaks. Mem Memphis had won seven games in a row. This had been a terrible matchup for the Timberwolves, dating back to the Wolves' fight. I had beaten them last time, March 23rd, 2019. Grizzlies had won seven games in a row. And some of them were a little on the lopsided side, but actually most of them kind of close, higher scoring, 139-135, where a few years back it was really low scoring in the Marcus Gasol days before he left for Toronto and such and won a championship. Um, most of the time this has been a back-and-forth series. Not huge win streaks, though. Oh, there was an 11-game win streak back in 13, but the Wolves were awful back in those days. You know, that's like, yeah, some of the worst days in Timberwolves history, I suppose. The Grizzlies just absolutely dominated the Wolves at times. Man, they'd won, third, they'd won a, 11 in a row at one point. Good Lord. Yeah, Wolves had won 10 in a row at one point. Cool. Cool. Back, But that's way back in the day. 
and all that. Um, Minnesota actually leads 51-50 to in the all-time series. Go figure. Thanks to that 10-game win streak back about 20 years ago, 19, 20 years ago when Garnett was still here, obviously. Um, been an interesting back and forth between these clubs. The 125-118, hopefully I can pull that up here. That's nice. Okay, let's see if we can pull this up. D'Angelo Russell at 30 points. Anthony Edwards, 27. Carl, 25. Cool. Nice little game there. Malik Beasley had already moved to the bench. Jaden McDaniels was in the starting lineup with Pat Patrick Beverly and all that. Uh, Mr. Vanderbilt was only you know, playing 11 minutes a game at that time. Oof, yeah, he was very, 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 very not visible. That was that OT loss. And then there was the demolition derby about... 12 days later, November the 20th, which was very fun for the Timberwolves, I'm sure. Of course it was. D'Angelo Russell, 28. So D'Angelo Russell, in both cases, led the Wolves in scoring early on. Jared Vanderbilt had entered the starting lineup and had 10 rebounds and multiple blocks, multiple steals. So that's when things started to get interesting. Pat Bev and Jared Vanderbilt were both in the starting lineup on a permanent basis at that stage. Malik Beasley, 12 points off the bench. Blobbity frickin' blah. And then back to the Wolves, uh, losing to the Grizzlies, 116-108. <laughs> you figured at some point. Yes, yeah, the Grizzlies had scored like 150 points in a game not long after getting blown to bits by the Timberwolves. The biggest, uh, the widest margin of victory for in, in a long time. Anthony Edwards led the Wolves in scoring in this victory. And the big three kind of all led the way. 30 points for Ant, 29 for D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell averaging in the upper 20s in this series. Pretty interesting, and that's going to be fun to look forward to here. 11 of 19 from the floor. More efficient than Anthony Edwards, who shot 20 shots in the game. I guess not that much more efficient, but more efficient, generally speaking. Carl Anthony Towns, 25 points, only 9 rebounds. But Vanderbilt, 13 rebounds. That's part of the reason there. Lots of shots being blocked. 8 blocked shots in the game. And 4 steals as the wind is gusting and the flurries are coming down here in Minnesota. On April 14th, Chloe, the cat's 30 Second birthday, if somehow, some way she was still alive. She'd be one of those record-breaking, legendary 30-plus-year-old cats if she was still living. But instead, she's like, uh, she'd be the daughter of a Civil War veteran in terms of, like, age difference. Who do you think led the Wolves in scoring? Take one guess in the fourth game, where the Wolves did, unfortunately... No, no, we did win this one. This is this is a victory, 119-114, the, the most recent meeting between these two clubs. Where's the date? I'm going to back up here. Apologize for my lack of organization. February 24th. So it was November 8th. Loss. November 20th, the blowout win. January 13th, the eight-point loss to the Grizzlies. And then a five-point victory over the Grizzlies on Feb 24. Who do you think led the Wolves in scoring? Somebody tell me. Who led the Timberwolves in scoring in this game? D'Angelo Russell. 37 points. 37 points. Old, you know, old bowling balls himself or balls of ice or something like that. Anthony Edwards had one of his worst games of his life. 1 of 11 from the floor. 0 of 6 from downtown. He couldn't even make his free throws. Half of his free throws. 5 points made, but he had 7 assists. And that was the talk. I still remember this. That was the talk of this game. He did a lot of little other things. He played good defense in the game and of course, again, the 7 assists is a pretty nice stat. It's a pretty nice stat and he didn't turn the ball over too much. A little, but he was a plus 5 in a game that he shot 1 of 11. So that does tell you a little bit of something that he did something other than shoot like crap in the game. At least he kept it to 11 and didn't attempt like 20 shots just so he could make 3 or something. Can you imagine how bad that would look? That'd be like, you're all fired. Get out of here. Malik Beasley helped make up for it. Yeah, I remember this game really well now. Um, he helped make up for it. Shot wonderfully. 5 of 7 from downtown. 17 off the floor. Or 17 overall points is what I'm trying to say. Off the bench. 37 points for D'Angelo Russell. So expect around 30 points a game in this series from D'Angelo Russell. Okay, maybe not. But yeah, I like 28. So I guess around 30. 28, 27. I like what I'm seeing. It's an entertaining matchup. Uh, the Wolves have made John Morant struggle quite a bit. 7 of 25 in this game, only 20 points. Let's backtrack real quickly. Let's watch John Morant here. 7 of, man, 7 of 25. Can you imagine? That sucks. <laughs> 5 of 16 in the game, in the other, in the previous game, or the Memphis Grizzlies one. Notice a trend here. Hmm, John Morant, 3 of 9. Ooh, only 11 points in, in that blowout win for the Wolves. And then the earliest game of the season between these two teams, John Morant, 10 of 24, 33 points. 
so kind of like Anthony Edwards <laughs> in some of those games. He hitting half of his threes and got to the free throw line a lot. That was a very entertaining game, but he didn't shoot that well. 10 of 24 is not that good. So interesting. John Morant struggles a little bit versus the Wolves. We'll have to wait and see how things go. Carl Anthony Towns historically has struggled against Marcus Gasol and, of course, the New, Ze- the New Zealander, um, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Adams. He's been a pain in the butt. He, as they like to call them, Kiwis. Australians like to call uh, New Zealanders Kiwis. I, I, I'll call them Austra- uh, New Zealanders. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be careful because I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm not from Aussie. They're, they're closer, yeah, they're closer in relation and such. I don't want to piss off my friends over there <laughs> too much. But then again, maybe they don't care. I don't know. Most of you guys are fun and laid back and uh, like to joke around. But I, I better be careful. It's not like Timberwolves explosion is dominating the uh, the <laughs> dominating the charts the last couple of years. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't want to alienate some of my closest friends over there in New Zealand. So, yeah, <laughs> entertaining series. This one could go six. This one could go seven. I think it's going to be a nice long six or seven game series. Memphis should be favored. Memphis should win the series. But the Wolves could make this very, 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 very interesting. If there's a team the Wolves could beat, one of the better teams in the league, if there's one of the better teams the Wolves could beat in the playoff series, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Just because it's a nice matchup. John Morant has struggled versus the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell has been incredible versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And when D'Angelo Russell plays well, the Timberwolves' chances of winning are very high. Very high. Because he takes the big shots. He makes the big shots. And Anthony Edwards. I don't expect 1 of 11 crap versus the Memphis Grizzlies. I really don't. Um... I'm really, 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 really looking forward to what Anthony Edwards does as we head into the postseason because I really believe that that 30-point uh, that, uh, game versus the Clippers was like that nice, yummy shrimp appetizer at Benihana. You know, you get that little shrimp appetizer that tastes so good. It's cute. It's so small because it's just why it was just one game, like the little sample size. It's that nice little appetizer to the awesome meal at Benihana that's coming up, I think, with Anthony Edwards in the postseason. Like, look at it that way. There we go. That's like a free plug for Benihana, I guess. But that's what it's like. Benihana, Benihana's, whatever it is. In Golden Valley, there's one here, and they're all over the Twin Cities. I hope they're in Australia, New Zealand. I'm not sure. Obviously, it's a pretty big chain, and they're so good. You know, that Japanese hibachi. But in any Japanese hibachi restaurant where they might give you that, that nice little appetizer at the beginning... And it's so small, but it was so good. And it's like, you're so excited. Looking forward to your steak and chicken or whatever the heck. That's usually what I get. Um, and dipping it in that yum-yum sauce or the ginger sauce. And that's what I'm looking forward to with Memphis. That's going to be the, the big course coming up. The steak and chicken with uh, Anthony Edwards. And it could really get even better as you go forward. Maybe it's just the zucchini part, which is obviously still really good, but it's kind of small. Maybe this is just the zucchini, and you keep dining in. The steak and chicken comes up later with the Phoenix uh, Suns and teams like that, where Anthony Edwards averages you know, 30 points a game, 35, 40 points a game, and something very magical happens. That could be in the next two or three years. That's the good part, that, that there is staying power with this club going forward. This isn't just screwing around in about two or three years from now everybody wants to leave and and you know this and that you know this guy he's not that good anyway hell with him blah 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 there is a big difference here going forward big difference um you don't have this constant fear like carl anthony towns wants to leave there's always there was always that fear in the past but you're not really hearing those rumors anymore because we were sucking so bad at the time so it, it is what it is i mean he guys tend to leave um you don't have any vibe, one, any vibe whatsoever. And I better knock on wood here in the name of God, please, uh, that Anthony Edwards wants to leave. You don't have any vibe of that. Um, like Marbury. That was the other thing. The whole flipping time, Marbury was here. I love New York. Oh, New York, 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 New York. It got so tiring. You just knew he was going to leave at one point. That's why... When my Stephon Marbury replica jersey was stolen, I didn't buy a new one because I figured it's just going to be a waste of money. What do you think of that? My Stephon Marbury jersey was stolen in 98, I think it was. I just knew there was going to be a strong possibility he was going to wind up getting traded. I was going to wait until he had signed a long-term extension with Minnesota. And even still, he may have demanded a trade. Very possible that could happen. But it was less likely that he'd leave, at least if he signed an extension. There's a possibility that he's got some roots in the ground here. But there was no roots in the ground. It was just, it was nothing. It was like, adios amigo. (laughs) 
adios amigo or whatever goodbye friend would be in China, I guess, when he eventually went there. But that was many, many, many years later. Um, yeah, uh, you don't feel that here. I don't, you know, you don't feel like Patrick Beverly. Yeah, can't wait to leave and go play in, in a, you know, for the Clippers again. I don't know, it won't be the Clippers, but like a Phoenix Suns team or something. In fact, he probably wouldn't be caught dead on the Phoenix Suns. I don't, I don't think he likes Chris Paul. So that's a big part of it as well. It's going to be very, very, very interesting to see how things go forward with this team in the next couple of years and the next couple of weeks. What do you think of that? I think I think this team could have a little bit of playoff run in them. Um, underdogs don't win as often in the NBA as they do in the NHL and Major League Baseball and even in the NFL. Um, Cincinnati getting to the Super Bowl was a pretty damn good story, and they almost won it. I freaking wish they did. Oh, I, I'm not an L.A. person. I'm just not. Um, I appreciate what the Rams did. I appreciate the offensive coordinator of that Rams team. That's now the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings very much. Check out Purple Mafia. There's going to be a draft preview coming up very soon, possibly by as soon as this weekend. We'll see if I get that wrapped up. But an extremely, extremely bright future for this franchise going forward. It's, It's way different. And that's why fans are so excited. That's why Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards were so excited. Uh, at the end of the day, they know they know that there's something here, and that we're just coming on the scene. So TNT kind of crapping all over us, and other like you know NBA people you know crapping on us on Twitter and such. We're happy for you, you know. Let us enjoy it a little bit. No, I'm not as purple, or excuse me, I'm not as blue and green shades wearing as some people. I'm certainly not even close. But to kind of clown on us, I don't think that's the nicest thing either. You know, I mean, at the same time, I don't think the Wolves really made that big of a scene. I don't think we were that big of jackasses out there. Like, <laughs> I mean, to, to take a look at the Golden State Warriors, every time they'd hit a three-pointer, especially Steph Curry, all the antics he would do. And then nobody, nobody called him out for it. Nobody. Except the host of Timberwolves Explosion, pretty much. Some other people did. Thankfully, Justin Gard and KFAN hated it. Thank God. Thank you, Justin. At least we're allies on something there, in a big way. Um, because... I don't know. I, I don't think it's classy. I don't think it's classy. I don't think it's respectful. Call me old school. I don't care. Fine, I'm old school. <laughs> and when they tell us, act like you've been there, and, well, we haven't been there, we, <laughs> except for uh, Patrick Beverly's at least been to a conference final. Steph Curry, yeah, act like you've been there. You've been there. Why don't you act like you've been there? You're the one, you know, acting like a petulant child every time he hit a three-point shot. At least he was. He's gotten a little better about it over the years. And at 33 years of age, I would freaking hope he's going to be better about it. He's almost 34. Isn't that weird? Good riddance. <clears throat> yep, that means the time's going to expire soon, I hope. Good riddance. If and when he ever retires, good freaking riddance. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. And that goes that goes without saying with anybody else on that team. Um, but, yeah, the future's bright going forward. Bottom line. Future's bright going forward. How is this series going to wrap up? I don't want to say it. Grizzlies in seven. Yeah, I think Grizzlies win in seven. Seven games, though. It's going to go all the way to the end. It's going to go down to the wire. I think the Grizzlies finish us off in seven, but the Wolves make an unbelievable showing. It'll be kind of like Wild versus Vegas last year. Um, it went all the way to the seventh game. I would not be surprised if the Wolves take a two-to-one lead, at least a two-to-one lead in this series. But I do think Memphis beats us in seven games. I don't think the Wolves would win a seventh game in Memphis, but I guess crazier things have happened. And if it does, I'd be just dancing on the clouds. But that's where I'm leaning at the moment. Let's get to fan interaction immediately. And again, no break, I guess. Might as well just keep rolling and wrap this up. Thought I had this up. Yeah, I did. The Twitter account, and let's get to the Vigit app and Crypto.com super quick here. V-I-G-I-T, V-I-G-I-T. It's two different words. It's an app on Android and Apple devices. Look that one up. Download it. It is basically fantasy betting. Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book, bet-free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There's great information available on the Vigit Lifeline movement where the public is betting. Again, it is not real money wagering. It is fantasy betting, but you can even use it as a cheat sheet if you are real betting. You could look at it that way. Uh, otherwise, the Crypto.com app. Lots of fun to trade cryptocurrency. Of course, there's no guarantee to win anything. It's just like trading stocks, like commodities or anything like that. But it's a lot of fun to do. It's not all that complicated. Download the Crypto.com app on Apple or Android devices. There is... Uh, 
In the show description, there's a referral for the Vigit app, Paladino Live. It's just one word, Paladino Live, and also a link to Crypto.com. That'll show that I referred you, and it'll help this show and put $25 in your account so you can start creating cryptocurrency. Shiba Inu has been on the rise, which is really nice lately. Hope you can uh, jump on board and join the fun there. Shiba Inu, I've made a few, uh, made a few thousand on that one, and I'm not kidding. I'm not making it up. But uh, yes, I'm not. I'm not going to go buy a yacht or buy a mansion anywhere. It's not that kind of money, at least not for me. But <laughs> it's it's going okay. Uh, here we go. So let's get to the Twitter account at twolvesex at twolvesex. Wow, a lot more tweets than I thought. Huh? Cool. Where the heck? And yes, Chris Finch signed an extension. I didn't even mention that. Multi-year extension. They didn't really talk about the amount. Um, but it's really a well-deserved extension for Chris Finch. I'm definitely celebrating that as well. That's another reason to be excited. You know, it's keep keep him. Keep him around. You don't get the vibe like this new ownership change is going to change things and make everything weird. You never thought Gerson Rosas was going to be let go either. But it turned out he was a big jackass behind the scenes. Even though he did a pretty good job for the most part. But luckily... It looks like uh, Gupta is going to get promoted to president of basketball. That's kind of the, the strong possibility, but I guess you never truly know. But one way or another, he's going to stay with the organization. They're not going to just move on from him. Uh, I want to thank Tanae and Benzo for retweeting the most recent episode. And Levi and Vince and Derek Velasco. Thank you guys very much. Episode 333 most recently. Thank you for the retweets, all of you. There it is, Jack Borman, shared by Levi Brown out of New Zealand, says the Minnesota Timberwolves are officially the NBA's highest-scoring team for the 2021-2022 season. It's the first time in franchise history the Wolves have done that. Yeah, pretty crazy stat. Unfortunately, tied with Memphis, but but overall, the Wolves actually are number one in the entire NBA. It's an awesome stat, and thank you for sharing that, Levi. Extremely exciting. Tenet retweeted that one. Tenet says an absolute no-brainer, that extension. Again, on uh, Mr. Chris Finch and the, and the uh, the staff multi-year contract extension. Really exciting there. Chris Finch, well, well, well deserved. He has the right personality, uh, the right approach, balanced attack, offense, defense, and, you know, using the big men more rather than just like, oh, we're going to have like a 6-7 center in the hell with it. We're just going to have like five guards out there, four guards and one small forward, you know. Oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, that made zero sense. And if that was Ryan Saunders' idea, I don't know what was going on. Um, but <laughs> thank God Chris Finch likes to use his big men a little bit more. Um, just love it. And you, you listen to him talk, and you just know you know he knows what he's talking about, and he's not an, he's not an arrogant SOB either. Uh, Nick Timus, Aussie, says good stuff. Yep, he's agreeing with, of course, the extension. And I was like, bleep the Clippers. Easy to hate this team, Chan, like that one. I was saying this is the kind of BS we absolutely do not need. Come on, Carl, when he followed out. Mostly likes there. Yep. And then Tanae says, the Edmund, yep. <laughs> I was saying this is extremely annoying to watch. I'm starting to lose it. We were six games ahead of these ass clowns. Actually, four. I apologize for my mistake there. It just drives me nuts. We were six games ahead of them, but they caught up a little bit. I don't give a damn who's on their team. They don't deserve to have the seventh seed. It's so bleeping cheap. And then Tanae responded with, the Ed Malloy show, the cat butler was right to her. Yeah, like the cat butler was right to her. Yep. The same the same shit, uh, different year series. Need something special from Edwards to win this one. And thank you, Lord. We got that. Yep. You nailed it, Tanae. You nailed it. You nailed it. I was saying it's extremely upsetting. He's, uh, that Carl Anthony Towns is begging for the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Yep. And he responded with worst game of his career. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he got that Johnny Flynn Memorial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was mad. Mm. Let's continue here. Orange Cookies. Apparently they have a uh, NBA uh, NBA play, play in live chat. That's cool. So keep an eye out for that. Orange Cookies. I gave them a follow. I, I, I wasn't going to jump on at the time. I was too upset. I didn't want to start cursing and acting like a crazy lunatic. Benzo said, couldn't agree with you more. Benzo out of the Bronx, yep, and I was saying, yep, there it is. Anthony Edwards may be a Gen Z youngster, but he reminds me of the classics from the 80s and early 90s. It's an absolute joy and pleasure to watch. No question. I mean, I just, you know, enjoyed so much. Enjoyed everything about what Anthony Edwards was doing out there. And he absolutely reeks of that kind of guy. Uh, I shared it for Finn uh, Rock because he wanted to see it, and then he saw it. Yep, sorry, he liked it. 
Yep, uh, he reminds me of the crazy old days there, or of, of the good old days, pardon me. Levi Brown was responding when I was saying, unbelievably great response by the Timberwolves, right after Towns followed out, keep it up. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Levi says, crazy that him following out actually helped us on this night. Yeah, it did. Uh, Levi continues saying, happy for D'Lo too, coming coming good after terrible start to the game. Yeah, only one point in the first quarter, yep. Benzo retweeted, and I said, unbelievably great response by the Timberwolves, and it really was. Yeah, I was saying, how did I say it? Memphis, here we come. Incredible effort by the Timberwolves after losing Carl Anthony Towns by fouling out. Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast. Can't wait to hear their next episode. I, got, I think it's going to be an absolute joy. It's just going to be an absolute perler of a series, and it really will be. I think it's going to be wonderful. I think I responded. Yes, it's quote tweet. That must have been me. Yep, I was saying, really looking forward to this one. That last series a few years back felt so empty. It was so obvious there was nothing there. Things are 100% different this time around. Yep, it was very empty, that Houston series. Like, Andrew Wiggins, like, it looked like he'd already reached his ceiling. Apparently, he hadn't completely. But, yeah, oh, he's an all-star starter. <laughs> yeah, whatever, because he's wearing a Warriors jersey. So dumb. Um, Vince shared an interesting one. He says, shame he doesn't play my boys every game. <laughs> Flat track bully. Yeah, because he was acting, he was very aggressive versus the Lakers. And had some big moments and, of course, was mocking uh, all those other guys. DTLF says, 0 for 7 tonight in the first half when his team needs him most. That's being Carl Anthony Towns. Never forget, he was flexing as if he won the chip versus, versus us when my Lakers were hurt. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Very frustrating. I was saying a star is dorm. A star, a star is born. No, that was something with Ant. Random Hoops, that is Reese Padretti, says, out of Brisbane, Australia, says, going to be a fun watch, mate. When I was talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, I was saying, can't wait, finally something meaningful. And, of course, again, Random Hoops, he is a Golden State Warriors fan, so when I rip on the Warriors, I, it's nothing personal. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I just don't like the Warriors. But, yeah, it's nothing against uh Reese Pedretti, of course, great guy out of Brisbane, Australia. Thank God for the pause button. About to cough all over the place here. Sorry. Let's get to where... Oh, no. I know there's a nice, long post, I believe, from Levi Brown. I'm going to get that off to use the smart device because, unfortunately, Facebook page doesn't seem to... On the, on the, on the browser, doesn't seem to want to cooperate, which is annoying. Where is it? Yeah, I better find it right away, because obviously, <laughs> you want to hear what people have to say. And here we go. Yep, finally found it. <laughs> Levi, out of New Zealand. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. He says, jumping on Facebook rather than Twitter, since it's slightly easier to write longer posts here. Some thoughts on the playing game. Absolutely terrible first quarter. Cat and Russell were especially awful. Fortunately, Russell greatly improved. As the game went on, the buzzer beater from Jaden at the end of the first, yeah, that was a big deal, and the one from Malik at the end of the third were both big moments for us. Yep, the one at the end of the third put the Wolves within six, thank God, as the game was uh, kind of drifting away from us leading up to those. I think without those Clippers, well, excuse me, I think without those, the Clippers would have had about a 10-point lead going into the next quarters. Plus, minus doesn't always tell the story, but it definitely does in this case for Cat. I'm sure he will do great against Memphis, so not too worried. Needs to stop with the fouls. The refs were not good, but most of it, but most if not all the fouls on Cat were fair. Yep, Ant was incredible. Beverly was great too, despite his stats not looking great. Excluding the awful first quarter, I thought most of the guys played their roles well. Yeah, very much, and very, very well summed up there. Uh, thank you for tonight. That was our Levi, pardon me. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Levi. That was awesome. Um, keep those coming. Always appreciate the, yeah, I appreciate a nice, good summary like that. Um, can't disagree with anything said there. Uh, those were big moments that kept the Wolves in the game. Those, you know, those little big moments where, yep, that, that shot you hit right at the end of a quarter or a half. It's a, it's a momentum builder. And how many times have we seen that come against the Timberwolves in the past in, in games where you think we're going to win and then it's just, ugh, now they're within four. Crap. And then things start to kind of snowball in the wrong direction. We're luckily it snowballed in the right direction for the Timberwolves. Um, with that said, let's look to wrap things up here. Again, major shout out to the Courtside Podcast. 
Mr. Uh, Wayne Hunt, of course, he is a Memphis fan, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll have a friendly conversation probably off and on during the course of the series. Great guy, and he is the uh, alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast with Vince Germano and Stu Benson, who are both Lakers fans, which is totally fine, of course. I've trashed on the Lakers a bit this year. Again, that's also not personal. I'm just honestly frustrated with how things went. I'm not trying to trash on, on the Lakers. I'm not, I'm not meaning to. They have a ton of championships, and they've earned them. Um, <laughs> they, they have, especially in the, 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 the 80s Lakers era. That's my favorite era for Lakers basketball. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to see the Sid Hartman era. <laughs> the Minneapolis Lakers, Sid Hartman and John Kundla. Didn't get to see that back in the 1950s and late 40s and such. Um, the baby boomer era, you can say. Um, baby boomers being born, that is. <laughs> Sid Hartman, <laughs> Sid's older. Um, where am I going with this? want to encourage somebody to call into the show. It would be great. would love to hear from you. Please do call in. Use any uh, free voice recording app on any smart device on the planet. Just open it, press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, share it, slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and then I will convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zumzar.com, which I'm happy to give a free plug thanks to that free service that they provide. Also, I got to give a shout out to From Flip to Finch, uh, absolutely wonderful Facebook page, and Scott Doherty, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion. Um... On, on a weekly basis that I've been noticing. Thank you so very much, Scott. Uh, really appreciate your webpage. It's it's wonderful. Uh, I love when you post the uh, <laughs> during the course of the season that we have the meats and everything. We have the threes. It was always exciting. You're like you, you know, you're going to get another free beef and cheddar and all that after the threes. You no, know, unfortunately, that's over. It is what it is. It's a regular season thing, and hopefully, they do it again next year. Maybe it'll be the French dip again, which I really love the most. But, hey, whatever it is, it's fine. I'll, I'll take either one anytime. Anytime you can get a free sandwich from Arby's, that's a good thing. Uh, thank you, Timberwolves, for hitting all those threes this year. <laughs> and uh, just love uh, love, uh, love you, Scott Doherty. Thank you very much for allowing me to post the links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Um, encourage people to join it. Encourage people to join it. With that said, wishing you a wonderful week. Hopefully the Timberwolves continue to win games. We'll see how the spring cleanup situation moves. Today definitely wouldn't be a good day. It's a little windy and flurries coming down. Probably not the right weather for uh, spring cleanups at the moment, but we'll see how things change in the next few weeks. The schedule could get a bit sporadic. I don't think it's going to be Friday, 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 Friday anymore. It might be just random days like Sunday afternoon, rainy days, Mondays, you know how that goes. With that said, wishing all of you a wonderful time. Go Timberwolves and we'll keep up and hopefully this is the start of something extremely special for many years to come.